Mobile workforces, cloud applications, and digitalization are changing every aspect of the modern enterprise. And with radical transformation come new business risks. Welcome to Hybrid Identity Protection, the premier podcast for cybersecurity pros charged with defending hybrid identity environments. Presented by Semperis, the pioneers of identity-driven cyber resilience for the hybrid enterprise. And now, here's your host, 15-time Microsoft MVP and Active Directory security expert, Sean Duby. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HIP Podcast. Today, we're going to feature a discussion that was part of a web seminar called Stepping Up Your Active Directory Defenses, Lessons Learned from Recent Attacks. This conversation between myself and Michelle Crockett, Senior Director of Product Marketing at Semperis, covers the print nightmare attacks, how it works, and how you can guard against it. Enjoy! So what we'll do today is just dive right in. And we want to start with that came up this summer with Microsoft vulnerabilities in particular. And let's talk about the first one, Print Nightmare, which has been a big, big deal. In fact, um, CISA, which is the U.S. Homeland Security Organization for Security, Cybersecurity, basically ordered all of the agencies to patch this print nightmare problem immediately. It's such a big deal. And as you can imagine how many organizations are out there printing things every day and who knew that could be such a problem. So Sean, if you could just break down exactly what print nightmare is, what is the deal with it and why is it such a ubiquitous problem? Sure. To understand print nightmare, it's also important to understand the, 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 the print spooler service. So the print spooler service has been around forever. Uh, and it is, as you can well imagine, it's used for printing. It's enabled by default on all Windows clients and Windows server. Now, it and printers themselves have been juicy targets for ex, uh, exploitation uh, over the years, just because of the way they're put together. And of course, for the, the vulnerabilities around printers. Uh, It's an interesting little fact that the uh, infamous uh, Stuxnet worm back in 2010 Mm -hmm. uh, that was used against the Iranian uh, nuclear uh, centrifuges exploited a vulnerability in that service to escalate privileges and propagate uh, across the network. So it's a well-known attack vector. So the print, you know, this print spooler service is the traffic cop for all print jobs. It manages it. Uh, everywhere, loading printer drivers when you get new printers, removing printer drivers, receiving files to be printed, et cetera, et cetera. We've all seen this happen in our own print queues. I remember back in the day, standing at the printer, waiting for something to happen. And (laughs) apparently that's what's happening in the background is is that traffic cop is giving me permission to print. Yeah, that's that's right. Exactly. And of course, there's a lot of third-party activity around this area because you know, all of the, the, the printers that are out there, all the third parties, Hewlett Packard, Epson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all come with their own printer drivers. Right. So that there has to be the have the ability to add in drivers outside of the operating system to make that work. Uh, you know, and of course they can use the default the default drivers as well. Now, because we talk about we tend to focus on Active Directory and are around here and the things we talk about. The print spooler service on a domain controller, it's mainly used for printer pruning. And before I say that, I'll also say for those of you out there using domain controllers as print servers as well, shame on you. 
Uh, we'll get to that in a second. What the service does is printer pruning. So one of the not quite so widely known capabilities of Active Directory is that it publishes printers in the directory, in AD, so that clients can find them wherever they go. So you're, you don't have to look, you don't have to walk down, and I have done this, you don't have to walk down the aisle until you find the printer area and there's a big piece of paper with the printer name on it. You can use Active Directory to discover that. So printer pruning is uh, in Active Directory and on domain controllers is that when a printer is no longer available on the network, AD will automatically remove that printer object from Active Directory and so people don't no longer use it. It's important in large environment because it cleans up the printer list. It has its uh, set of issues. So let's talk about print nightmare. And I'll preface this by saying that Michelle's and my colleague, Ron Harrell, has an excellent summary of all of this. He's, he's got a blog post that's called What You Need to Know About Print Nightmare, the Critical Windows Print Spooler Vulnerability on our, <clears throat> on our Semperus blog. So if you go to semperus.com forward slash blog, I believe is, the, is yeah. the general URL for it. You know, one of the things that you could touch on, Sean, too, is, is why this summer? What happened in July that, that kind of brought this to the forefront? Well, and I actually have um, sort of a timeline of, of all this. Oh, perfect. Good. Be, because it's, it's, it's kind of a saga and it's kind of a mess. <laughs> right. Um, right. But the good news, though, it's kind of a mess. If you're patient, I'll get to it. You know, the end solution is, pre is pretty straightforward. So awesome. what is the vulnerability? So the vulnerability, it takes advantage of a function call in the print spooler service that allows a client to add a file as a printer driver and load it in the system context because the printer's spooler runs in the system context. Now, what's that for? It's designed to allow users to update printers remotely. So imagine you, know, you get a brand new office printer. It means that the IT person can come in and can install the printer uh, remotely in Active Directory. But unfortunately, there was a logic flaw in how this works that allows any user to inject an unsigned DLL into the process. So that allows them to put an unsigned DLL, whatever they want, on a computer uh, running as system. So in the case of a domain controller, running as system as a domain controller means you have domain dominance. So that's obviously, that's a big deal. Right. So let me let me go through the timeline on this, and I won't go too much details because it gets pretty ugly after a while. But <laughs> on Patch Tuesday in June, Microsoft issued uh, a patch. Uh, they call the vulnerability. This is the what. Just let's summarize it and call it a 1675. It's CVE 2021-1675. Let's just call it 1675. Actually, not the the print nightmare vulnerability, but it's closely associated with it. And they gave it a medium risk. Well, on June 21st, they recognized that there was remote code execution capable for it. And then they upgraded the risk to high. So a few days later, apparently proof of concept exploit code appeared on GitHub accidentally and was taken wow. down, but then people had gotten a hold of it. I did not realize that it had been posted accidentally and then discovered and then taken down. So that's, that's interesting. Yes. Then on June 30th, uh, Benjamin Delpy, who is the fellow that developed Mimikatz, 
demonstrated a way around the initial patch with an update to his Mimikatz code. And so then on July 1st, Microsoft created a new vulnerability, the one that is known as Print Nightmare uh, 34527, probably the better known of the two now. Uh, and that's, that's the Print Nightmare one. And, and in Print Nightmare, the printer operator security group could install both signed and unsigned printer drivers on a printer server, sort of the same, you know, the vulnerability that I'm describing. On July 6th, an out-of-band patch was issued uh, that actually required administrator as well. And then on July 13th, they finally issued cumulative security updates to take care of both 1675 and 34. 527. And I think that's the one that CISA was recommending that people like they they gave them a week, I think, to I think they wanted it done in 24 hours, but they gave everyone a week to get that right. Right, exactly. And so the the long and short of it is in terms of patching, it goes throughout all of that. Basically, that cumulative update will take care of both of those issues um, because the security updates. They're, they all roll up and they're all, um, they're all cumulative. Now, that's not all that you should do, though. You know, the recommendation right. is on any domain controller, you don't need the print spooler service on any domain controller. It doesn't, assuming that you're not using it as a, as a print server. And if you are, you need to use something else. So why, just to stop you there for a second, why would people be using it as a print server? I mean, what are the reasons that that would be happening in the first place? Well, Is it it, just, um, a simple, just don't know that it could be so, you know, vulnerable? Sure. I mean, it's one less server that you have to stand up for something. Right. In, in medium and, and especially smaller businesses, people don't want to spend the money especially when you're dealing with physical servers, people don't want to right. spend money to have a dedicated domain controllers that's money sitting there and, and resources and processor sitting there that they don't have access to, that they, you know, it's just, oh, why do, why do I do that? I can do, I can do more with this. Mm -hmm. uh, so they'll put lots of stuff on a domain controller. And now in larger environments, you know, that's just not what you do. You, you because mm -hmm. you recognize it as a security boundary, Right. The main controller should, shouldn't have certificate services on it. You know, you don't put DHCP on it. You don't put print services on it. It's just the domain controller. But in smaller environments, it happens all the time. This print nightmare demonstrates it increases the attack surface of, of a domain controller of Active Directory. So even if you have perfect Active Directory hygiene, would you still have been uh, vulnerable to these exploits? Yes, yeah. uh, because un unless you turn, unless you disable the print service. Okay. okay. So it's, you know, because it's, it's enabled out of the box. And unless you specifically go off and turn off that service, uh, you would have been vulnerable to it. Okay. So let's get back to your list of fixes. Right. So, I mean, this essentially what you need to do is in, in order of priority, really, I would say, number one, disable the print spooler service on all your domain controllers in a change management environment. And here we are, you know, we're over a month after the cumulative uh, July security updates. 
you should have this installed. But if you don't, for some reason, you should disable the print sor- spooler service mm-hmm. first on every on, on all your domain controllers. Now, uh, Sander Berkauer uh, in the Netherlands, who is a many-time Microsoft MVP, uh, he has an excellent blog in general called The Things That Are Better Left Unspoken. Ah. And, and in this, Sander has a, has a blog post on how to disable the print spooler service on domain controllers. Sander is very technical and very detail-oriented, and he goes through it in great detail. Is that a new blog or one that had been posted? Uh, it's been out there for a few weeks. He was yeah. he was pretty prompt about it. I still I hesitate to say this out loud because I can't believe he, he does it. He says he he writes a blog post every day. Wow. And 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 Sander does not write this is what I had for breakfast type <laughs> blog posts. So so anyway, model for one, it. disable the print spooler service. And you can use group policy to do it. Uh, number two. Uh, install the monthly security service, uh, the security updates like we've been talking about. Now, if you disable the the print spooler service on domain controllers, what we've talked about is that this will disable the automatic printer spooling. It's not a big deal. What it comes down to is when you decommission a printer in, in your organization, someone has to go into Active Directory and delete that printer object. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it's not like it comes with a lot of pain associated with um, improving the security in your environment. Got it. So let's move on to the other one, Petit Patam, um, which is a little bit harder, I think, to get our arms around, at least at first glance. This, this one seems pretty complicated. I understand that it's a, it was an authentication coercion exposure, and it's not really one thing, but seemed to be a, a combination of several factors. So can you break this one down for us? And this also came very quickly after print nightmare. It seemed like it was days or maybe a week or two. Yeah. So as you say, uh, Petit Patam, it's a tool that is used to force window hosts to authenticate to other machines using something that most of us have never looked into, which is the encrypting file system remote, which is EFS RPC API call. So as far as we are going related to Active Directory, the way to think about it in the vulnerability is like this. A computer can can do what's called an NTLM relay attack against an Active Directory certificate services server. So ADCS is a role that you can install on Windows Server if you're running your own PKI, your own public uh, key infrastructure environment. So an ADCS server, you could have a certificate authority on it, or it could be a, a child server on it, but that's running the certificate services role. And this NTLM relay attack would go to a couple of services. The first would be uh, what's called the certificate authority web enrollment service, or the certificate enrollment web service. So with this attack, what can happen is that an attacker can obtain a certificate from the certificate authority that can then be used to get a Kerberos ticket granting ticket, a TGT. Mm -hmm. Now, getting a TGT from Kerberos in an unauthorized manner is essentially a golden ticket attack. Right. So once you have a TGT, you can go off, you know, it's a basically a forged ticket granting ticket that gives you the ability 
to go off to key distribution center, which mm-hmm. is sits on every domain controller. If you have a forged ticket granting ticket, you can go to a domain controller and say, I give me a ticket for service X and I have the right to do that. Uh, Basically, yeah, we keep talking about having the keys to the kingdom with Active Directory. And this just seems like a classic example of that. Yeah, that's that's right. That's that's exactly it. Now, on August 10th, um, there was a partial fix for this that was designed to block unauthorized calls to that API, um, but authenticated calls are still allowed. Now, mitigating this is a little more complicated uh, until Microsoft has comes up with something better for it. And it and it's most of the mitigations are related to NTLM mm-hmm. and uh, disabling NTLM. So disabling incoming NTLM on Active Directory certificate services, servers, ADCS servers, disabling NTLM on domain controllers. This is, uh, if you're an Active Directory person, you know, you're, you're rolling your eyes going, oh, I've been trying to disable NTLM on my an Active Directory since, you know, since when my son was born and we're still not there yet because applications still rely on NTLM in some manner. But uh, it's, a, you know, a vulnerability is a vulnerability. So you do what you can to mitigate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say for more detail on this, because it is more complicated, another good reference for this is going to CERT. So kb.cert.org. And the, the particular vulnerability number is 405-600. And it is a, it's a good summary of this vulnerability and some of the steps that you can take to try to protect yourself against the vulnerability. Yeah, and Ron's also got a good blog about Petit Patam on our website as well, and he refers to a lot of other resources as well. Thanks for joining us on the Hybrid Identity Protection Podcast with Sean Duby. Be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Visit hipconf.com, that's H-I-P-C-O-N-F.com to learn about upcoming events, view expert presentations, and take part in the conversation.